Uniformity with God's Will by St. Alphonsus de Liguori Continuing Chapter 5 Special Practices of Uniformity St. John of Avila once wrote to a sick priest, My dear friend, do not weary yourself planning what you would do if you were well, but be content to be sick for as long as God wishes. If you are seeking to carry out God's will, what difference should it make to you whether you are sick or well? The saint was perfectly right, for God is glorified not by our works, but by our resignation to, and by our union with, His holy will. In this respect, St. Francis de Sales used to say we serve God better by our sufferings than by our actions. Many times it will happen that proper medical attention or effective remedies will be lacking, or even that the doctor will not rightly diagnose our case. In such instances, we must unite ourselves to the divine will, which thus disposes of our physical health. The story is told of a client of St. Thomas of Canterbury, who, being sick, went to the saint's tomb to obtain a cure. He returned home cured. But then he thought to himself, Suppose it would be better for my soul's salvation if I remained sick. What point, then, is there in being well? In this frame of mind, he went back and asked the saint to intercede with God that he grant what would be best for his eternal salvation. His illness returned, and he was perfectly content with the turn things had taken, being fully persuaded that God had thus disposed of him for his own good. There is a similar account that a certain blind man obtained the restoration of his sight by praying to St. Vadasto, bishop. Thinking the matter over, he prayed again to his heavenly patron, but this time with the purpose that, if the possession of his sight were not expedient for his soul, that his blindness should return. And that is exactly what happened. He was blind again. Therefore, in sickness, it is better that we seek neither sickness nor health, but that we abandon ourselves to the will of God, so that He may dispose of us as He wishes. However, if we decide to ask for help, let us do so at least always resigned, and with the proviso that our bodily health may be conducive to the health of our soul. Otherwise, our prayer will be defective and will remain unheard, because our Lord does not answer prayers made without resignation to His holy will. Sickness is the acid test of spirituality, because it discloses whether our virtue is real or sham. If the soul is not agitated, does not break out in lamentations, is not feverishly restless in seeking a cure, but instead is submissive to the doctors and to superiors, is serene and tranquil, completely resigned to God's will, it is a sign that that soul is well grounded in virtue. This story by St. Bonaventure in his Life of St. Francis is in point. On a certain occasion when the saint was suffering extraordinary physical pain, one of his religious, meaning to sympathize with him, said in his simplicity, My father, pray God that he treat you a little more gently, for his hand seems heavy upon you just now. Hearing this, St. Francis strongly resented the unhappy remark of his well-meaning brother, saying, My good brother! Did I not know that what you have said was spoken in all simplicity, without realizing the implication of your words? I should never see you again because of your rashness in passing judgment on the dispositions of divine providence. Whereupon, 
weak and wasted as he was by his illness, he got out of bed, knelt down, kissed the floor, and prayed thus, Lord, I thank thee for the sufferings thou art sending me. Send me more, if it be thy good pleasure. My pleasure is that you afflict me and spare me not, for the fulfillment of thy holy will is the greatest consolation of my life. Chapter 6 Spiritual Desolation We ought to view in the light of God's holy will the loss of persons who are helpful to us in a spiritual or material way. Pious souls often fail in this respect by not being resigned to the dispositions of God's holy will. Our sanctification comes fundamentally and essentially from God, not from spiritual directors. When God sends us a spiritual director, He wishes us to use Him for our spiritual profit. But if He takes Him away, He wants us to remain calm and unperturbed, and to increase our confidence in His goodness by saying to Him, Lord, Thou hast given me this help, and now Thou dost take it away. Blessed be Thy holy will. I beg Thee, teach me what I must do to serve Thee. In this manner, too, we should receive whatever other crosses God sends us. But, you reply, these sufferings are really punishments. The answer to that remark is, are not the punishments God sends us in this life also graces and benefits? Our offenses against God must be atoned for somehow, either in this life or in the next. Hence, we should all make St. Augustine's prayer our own. Lord, hear cut Here burn and spare me not, but spare me in eternity. Having merited hell for our sins, we should be consoled that God chastises us in this life and animate ourselves to look upon such treatment as a pledge that God wishes to spare us in the next. When God sends us punishments, let us say with the high priest Eli, It is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his sight. The time of spiritual desolation is also a time for being resigned. When a soul begins to cultivate the spiritual life, God usually showers his consolations upon her to wean her away from the world. But when he sees her making solid progress, he withdraws his hand to test her and to see if she will love and serve him without the reward of sensible consolations. In this life, as St. Teresa used to say, our lot is not to enjoy God, but to do His holy will. And again, love of God does not consist in experiencing His tendernesses, but in serving Him with resolution and humility. And in yet another place, God's true lovers are discovered in times of aridity and temptation. Let the soul thank God when she experiences His loving endearments, but let her not repine when she finds herself left in desolation. It is important to lay great stress on this point, because some souls, beginners in the spiritual life, finding themselves in spiritual aridity, think God has abandoned them, or that the spiritual life is not for them. Thus they give up the practice of prayer and lose what they have previously gained. The time of aridity is the best time to practice resignation to God's holy will. I do not say you will feel no pain in seeing yourself deprived of the sensible presence of God. It is impossible for the soul not to feel it and lament over it, 
when even our Lord cried out on the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In her sufferings, however, the soul should always be resigned to God's will. The saints have all experienced desolations and abandonment of soul. How impervious to things spiritual, my heart, cries a Saint Bernard. No savor in pious reading, no pleasure in meditation nor in prayer. For the most part, it has been the common lot of the saints to encounter aridities. Sensible consolations were the exceptions. Such things are rare occurrences granted to untried souls so that they may not halt on the road to sanctity. The real delights and happiness that will constitute their reward are reserved for heaven. This earth is a place of merit, which is acquired by suffering. Heaven is a place of reward and happiness. Hence, in this life, the saints neither desired nor sought the joys of sensible fervor, but rather the fervor of the Spirit toughened in the crucible of suffering. Oh, how much better it is, says St. John of Avila, to endure aridity and temptation by God's will than to be raised to the heights of contemplation without God's will. But you say you would gladly endure desolation if you were certain that it comes from God, but you are tortured by the anxiety that your desolation comes by your own fault and is a punishment for your tepidity. Very well, let us suppose you are right. Then get rid of your tepidity and exercise more diligence in the affairs of your soul. But because you are possibly experiencing spiritual darkness, are you going to get all wrought up, give up prayer, and thus make things twice as bad as they are? Let us assume that this aridity is a punishment for your tepidity. Was it not God who sent it? Accept your desolation as your just deserts, and unite yourself to God's holy will. Didn't, did you not say that you merited hell, and now you are complaining? <laughs> Perhaps you think God should send you consolations. Away with such ideas, and be patient under God's hand. Take up your prayers again, and continue to walk in the way you have entered upon. For the future, fear, lest such laments come from too little humility and too little resignation to the will of God. Therefore, be resigned, and say, Lord, I accept this punishment from Thy hands, and I accept it for as long as it pleases Thee. If it be Thy will that I should be thus afflicted for all eternity, I am satisfied. Such a prayer, though hard to make, will be far more advantageous to you than the sweetest sensible consolations. It is well to remember, however, that aridity is not always a chastisement. At times, it is a disposition of divine providence for our greater spiritual profit and to keep us humble. Lest St. Paul become vain on account of the spiritual gifts he had received, the Lord permitted him to be tempted to impurity. And lest the greatness of the revelation should exalt me, there was given me a sting of my flesh, an angel of Satan to buffet me. Prayer made amid sensible devotion is not much of an achievement. There is a friend, a companion at the table, and he will not abide in the day of distress. You would not consider the casual guest at your table a friend, 
but only him who assists you in your need, without thought of benefit to himself. When God sends spiritual darkness and desolation, his true friends are known. This has been taken from Uniformity with God's Will by St. Alphonsus de Liguori, translated by Father Thomas Tobin and published by Tan Books. For more information, contact Tan Books and Publishers, Post Office Box 424, Rockford, Illinois, 61105. This has been Christian Classics with Teresa Hofer. Listen every Monday through Friday at this time as Teresa continues her great readings and selections from classic Christian literature. Right here on the Ave Maria Radio Network, news and talk for Catholic and other Christians. <laughs>